Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Bills Up North. I'm your host, Mitty, and we talk everything Bills 365. Back at it. Obviously, not a whole lot of action from the previous week. Of course, a couple things happened with the Bills. Of course, it was announced Ken Dorsey is going to be the OC next year. A little bit of scare with him that maybe he'd leave with Dable to head to the Giants. He's not. He's going to stick it out in Buffalo. I think it's a great decision for the Bills to bring him back. You know, he's been... You know, obviously he has a lot of credit from getting Josh Allen from where he was in Wyoming and his rookie year to who he is now as arguably a top three quarterback in the NFL. So I'm really excited to see what Dorsey does. Um, I want to see, like, I'm curious to see if Dorsey will let Josh maybe sling it a little more. Like, I think with Dable, things stayed a little bit contained. You know, you didn't see Josh pop off. But I think also what, what him and uh, Dorsey tried to do was – Josh was a little too wild in his first year, obviously. He was kind of making throws that made you go. Like, I remember, because I was at the game in Green Bay that year in his rookie year, and he, like, extended this play beautifully for about 10 seconds and then just threw an absolute fucking muffin into triple coverage in the end zone and got picked off. So it was just, you know, maybe they wanted to reel him in. Maybe, man, maybe it's just Josh doesn't want to take as many deep shots anymore. But who knows? Um, of course, there are some rumblings that Brian Dable was going to leave Buffalo anyway. Apparently, now these are just rumors. It's speculation. Him and Sean McDermott maybe weren't on the best of terms. Not the best of terms, but maybe they weren't seeing eye to eye. And, you know, maybe the because that's the one thing I know all year is no deep shots, no deep shots. It was Maybe it was McDermott was the one who was saying, hey, no deep shots. And maybe that was frustrating uh, Dable. And I guess we won't know unless one of them speaks publicly about it. But that's what I'm really excited to see. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in football that knows Josh Allen better than Ken Dorsey, and now he's the offensive coordinator. So I think that's really exciting for this team. Obviously, there was discussion they would have to bring in someone else. But, you know, that never came. Dorsey stays. It would, I don't think he wanted to go to New York and play for the Giants, Look or coach for the Giants like the Giants are a fucking tire fire. For Brian Dable, it's obviously different. He's getting a head coaching job. If he can, you know, if he can walk into New York and do what Sean McDermott did with the Bills, you know, the Bills were kind of like with Rex Ryan, were kind of a lost franchise. You know, they would go, it would there would be hope every year, and then it would just kind of boom. I mean, with the Giants, there wasn't much hope this year, but you never know with them. So. Maybe Dable can be the one to turn them around, but we'll have to see. And maybe the Meadowlands will finally get to see a playoff game for the first time in like I don't know when's I don't when's last time the fucking Jets won. When's last time the Jets won the? I don't know the last time the Jets won the AFC East. So I don't know the last time they hosted it. The Giants, I think it was maybe 07. So you know, best of luck to Brian Dable, of course. Maybe he can turn the Giants around. Maybe, you know, if him, you know, if he really turned Josh Allen around like people say he has, maybe he can do the same with Daniel Jones. And I, I personally don't think Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. I just think he hasn't been – he's not a guy with the huge upside that you see with a guy like Josh Allen. And obviously going to a franchise like the Giants just doesn't help a kid like that. Like, they're not a good franchise. Like, Fuck, if I got drafted to the Giants, like, I, don't, I never played football. I'd probably shit my pants if I got drafted to the Giants. Like, I'd pull an Eli Manning and just be like, yeah, I don't think so. Be like, not today, pal. I'm not playing for your sorry asses. 
But, you know, maybe you can turn Danny Dimes around. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a wagon up in New York. Maybe the Bills will have some competition in the state, but that's to be seen. So, you know, Dorsey, exciting. I think we're all excited. Can he you know, the thing is, you know, goes from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. How does that change things? Of course, the Bills also hired Joe Brady as the new QB coach. He was the Panthers OC in 2020, and he also coached at LSU prior. I'm curious to see, you know, like like I said, I've never really been around the game of football, so I don't really know, you know, how these guys, how the coaching works necessarily. I played hockey, so, you know, you have one head coach and two assistant coaches. Football, you got to coach at every position. So I'm curious to see how that works, if Josh – if he makes Josh change anything, if he makes, you know, whatever happen. Just curious to see. All right, so news came out actually as I was recording this podcast. The Bills just hired Aaron Krumer back as the offensive line coach. Uh, he's been with the Bills before. He was the offensive line coach from 2015 to 16. And this guy's been coaching football for a long time. Started in 1990 at Miami, Ohio. He's been with Northwestern, the Raiders, the Bucks. The Saints as a running backs coach. He was their head coach for a little while. The offensive coordinator of the Bears. The offensive line coach of the uh, Rams. Run game coordinator. So this guy's, I mean, he's been a lot of places. Excited to see what he brings. I don't really know how much an offensive line coach brings. But, yeah, curious to see what this guy can bring. Um, you know, next thing we're really going to get into on the pod here is the backup quarterback situation in Buffalo next year. I personally don't see Mitchell Trubisky coming back. I think Mitch is like, I think someone's going to give him a chance to be a starter out there. And I think that's pretty undisputed that someone's going to say, we'll take Mitch or Mitch will sign you, give you a one year deal. You can come in, you can compete for the starting job. There's a ton of teams that he's going to be able to do that with, you know, Seattle, if Russ leaves Carolina is a no brainer, unless Carolina says we'll give Sam Darnold one more chance. But I don't know if that'll happen. Um, you know, Washington. Like, Washington, if he walks into Washington and is asked, like, to, if he's asked to sign in Washington, like, this guy will be the starter. So, you know, I just want to look at a couple of backup quarterbacks. Uh, the first one that makes the most sense to me is, like, uh, maybe it doesn't make the most sense, but it's the one I want to see is Ryan Fitzpatrick back in Buffalo. Look, like, you know, Fitz has been – I mean, who knows if he wants to play next year. He broke his hip. He was at the Bills playoff game. Like, I, who knows if he really even wants to play or if maybe that was – you know, him at the game was just a signal of him saying, like, you know, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. I'm just going to go fuck around at the Bills playoff game. But I think if he becomes available, like, you know, I think a one-year contract for him would be good. And do not tell me Davis Webb, like, oh, we could ride with Davis Webb. Like, I no, we're not riding with fucking Davis Webb. Is that guy ever thrown an NFL pass? No. So, you know, I'm just going to say no to Davis Webb. Um, second one would also be a re- reunion. My One of my favorite plays of all time, Tyrod Taylor. Well, I love Fitz and Tyrod. Tyrod's a free agent. I don't see him. Maybe he'll go back to Houston as a backup. I think Davis Mills solidified himself as at least the starter for next year. Like, Davis Mills was, yeah, probably the third best and maybe the second best rookie quarterback in the NFL this year. So, I think he solidified himself as at least a starter for next year. You know, obviously there's a ton of shit to sort out in Houston with Sean Watson. But maybe they want to bring Tyrod back. Uh, maybe not. So, 
But I think if he comes available, I think he's a decent option for the Bills as backup. Maybe Ty, maybe Ty, like Tyrod might have a chance to go play as a starter somewhere too, kind of like Trubisky. Next guy, Andy Dalton. I think this would be like honestly a perfect one for the Bills. Dalton's still got a few years left in the NFL. You know, if anything, God forbid, happens to Josh Allen, like I think Andy Dalton could step in and do a halfway decent job. You know, compared to like I don't really know if Fitzpatrick can fit the billing anymore. But I like you know everyone's always like obviously Buffalo loves Andy Dalton after the 2017 when he fucking got them into the playoffs there with that pass Tyler Boyd to knock out the Ravens. So I think I think people in Buffalo would be ecstatic if Andy Dalton came to town. Obviously you know he's seen a sharp decline in Chicago this year, but I don't think he'd be a bad option. Um, Jacoby Brissett is another one. I think Jacoby Brissett's you know a very good quarterback. Like he started in Indy for what was it three years. Well, Andrew Luck was hurt, and he did a pretty solid job. I don't think they ever made the playoffs with him, but I thought he was a solid guy. He was a solid backup, and he played quite a bit in Miami this year, and I thought he looked good. So I think he could be a decent backup if he wants to come in. Then I just have a couple other names. Cam Newton. I, You know, Cam's going to be a backup. I don't know how much Cam can really play now. I think Cam might just call it a career. But you never know. Maybe he wants to give it one last go. Maybe he'd want to hop on the Bills to get a chance at maybe getting that Super Bowl ring. Maybe that's what he wants to do for the rest of the Kind of hightail his way maybe to a Super Bowl ring. I think Cam would be a decent option for the Bills to bring in. But there's a lot of shit that comes along with Cam Newton. You know, the media is always, always with Cam Newton. Uh, the way, you know, the way he dresses, I mean... I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, he's definitely his own person. But he definitely brings a lot of shit maybe you don't want on a team. But I like him. And there's just two other guys that I want to look at. Um, Next one, Teddy Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater's a solid quarterback. Like, obviously, I think, you know, his time has passed as a starter. I think... You know, he kind of, what happened in Denver, This, you know, he's just kind of been passed around kind of like Tyrod has, and it might finally be time to cut the cord on him as a starter and maybe just kind of relegate to a backup career for Bridgewater. And I think he'd be good in Buffalo. He'd be a decent backup. Like, he's a guy that can still come in. And he's obviously he's not fucking Josh Allen, but I think he could lead this team to wins. Like, with the team around him, I don't see why they can't win. Um, last but not least, don't shit on me for this one because I know the guy hasn't played in like three years, and he's on the Jets this year. I don't think he's the fucking third string on the Jets. But Joe Flacco was a free agent. I like I would guess Joe Flacco is gonna hang up this his cleats. But if he doesn't, like I, I think he'd be a decent quarterback for the Bills. Like it's kind of like Andy Dalton. Like you know, we know the guy can play decent quarterback. It's just is he still like he's not a starting quarterback anymore? Him and Dalton are like, the same quarterbacks. They were never elite quarterbacks but they were franchise guys like Dalton was a quarterback in Cincy for what eight years Flacco was Flacco I don't know Flacco was a decade but it was quite a while he was a quarterback in Baltimore for so I think Flacco would be a solid guy yeah I mean a lot of guys on here I'd be happy with Fitz Tyrod or Dalton those are my top three the rest of them I'd be okay with I got two on my do not list. Number one, do not fucking sign Mike Glennon. I will have a fucking aneurysm if they sign Mike Glennon. Like, this guy was, like, he was the worst quarterback I've ever seen. One of my friends is a Giants fan, and, like, holy fuck, did we ever rip that guy all year about how shitty Mike Glennon is. 
Like, poor guy. I couldn't even imagine watching Mike Glennon. Like, fuck, watch some, I've watched some terrible quarterbacks play for the Bills. Like, you guys all remember watching EJ Manuel? That was hard to watch. You guys remember watching guys like Jeff Tool? Like, I, I, I honestly think Glennon was worse than all of them. Like, Jeff Tool threw the ball back. I didn't even, like, I remember Jeff Tool. Like, he threw the ball backwards in preseason or something fucking stupid like that. Anyway. Oh, yeah, you know, we've seen some bad quarterbacks play for the Bills, but I don't think there's any as bad as Glennon. So do not fucking sign that guy. And the other one on my list is Geno Smith. Geno, I mean Geno just got fucking DUI, so <laughs> there's that. Maybe that's why you don't sign him because he just got a fucking Dewey. But uh, I'm I never really like Geno Smith. Like he's done some like. You know, he never turned out to be a good quarterback because the first year in the league he has a jaw broken because he didn't pay a guy off. Like, and like when he played for Seattle, he didn't play bad, but when it mattered the most, like he got <laughs> fucking turned the ball over, like in overtime. That's just that's just I mean a shit. Like, so yeah, I think the back of quarterback position is something the Bills have to get established. As long as they don't sign Glennon. Like, honest to God, even if they signed Geno Smith, I'd be like, okay, like, whatever. But, like, if they signed Mike Glenn and I, will have a fucking aneurysm about it. I would honestly, if, like, if God forbid Josh Allen got hurt, like, I would rather see Davis Webb play. Like, you know, I, I, now, I, the only quarterback that Glennon is not worse than is Peterman. And I actually liked Peterman. I just thought Peterman, I got thrown in a shitty situation at the wrong time. He also was not very good, but hey, the guy's still in the NFL. Good for him. But, like, Glennon is terrible. Do not sign him. Anyone else, I will be very happy. I won't be very happy, but I'll be like, okay, I understand why you bring this guy in. But no Mike Glennon, please. Next up, I wanted to look at some running backs that are hitting free agency this year. Obviously, I think we all know Matt Breed is not coming back. So if the Bills want to bring in a third back, I looked at a few guys. Look, obviously they're not going to go after, you know, the big players like Leonard Fournette. But I looked at a few guys that, you know, they could probably get cheap. You know, if they decide not to go in the running or in the draft, sorry, I think they should use their first round pick on a running back. I'd love to see Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall play in a Bills uniform. But, hey, that's not up to me to decide. Um, but a few of the running backs I looked at were, you know, Sony Michelle. Sonny Michelle, former Patriot. He's a good guy. Like he's a good third down back. Like I like I like Zach Moss, but he's not he's not really a third down back. He's more of a power back kind of. And, you know, I like Michelle. Michelle's a good blocker. Um James Conner, James Conner's, you know, pretty good. Oh, sorry, Chase Edmonds is a lot better in the passing game. Edmonds is one of the best receiving backs, probably behind Naeem Hines in the NFL. I really like James Conner. I think that guy's. I think he has a lot to bring. I don't know why the Steelers ever let him walk, but whatever. It's the Steelers are fucking stupid. Um, Boston Scott in Philly. He's not going to be there next year. I think he'd be a solid addition. It really just comes down to how much faith the Bills have in Singletary and Moss next year. I personally like. I have faith in both the guys. Like I think Singletary's a solid back. He's obviously not like a franchise back like you would like to see. But neither are these guys. And the Bills aren't gonna go out and dish the money out in free agency to bring in a franchise back. Like a guy like Fournette. You know, um sorry, I missed the last guy, Giovanni Bernard. 
another, you know, just a solid third down back. But like the Bills aren't going to go out and draft their franchise running back, in free, or sorry, draft, sign a franchise back in free agency. I think they should draft one, whether it be Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall. But like I think Singletary is still a good back. Like Singletary drafted what three, four years ago. Did him and Moss go in the same draft? Moss is just kind of an AJ Dillon type. Um, you know, he's big, he's powerful. Is he really needed on the team though? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if they want to give Reggie Gilliam a few more runs, Gilliam obviously doesn't touch the ball very much in terms of playing fullback. I know he catches the occasional ball, but obviously, you know, he's ranked as a great uh, back and, you know, ranked as what? What was he? He was the third best ranked uh, fullback by Pro Football Focus. So clearly, there's a lot of talent with Gilliam. Thing is, you know, fullbacks, it just really comes down to their use. Like the Niners, it's good for them to have a good fullback because they use Kyle Hughes-Chuck a ton. The Bills, do they really? I don't know. Maybe things will change next year. But I think a third back could be a huge asset to the Bills. You know, you had three kind of different running backs. You had Moss, who was a power back last year. You had... Singletary, who was just kind of your average running back. And then you had Matt Breida, who was an absolute speedster and could catch the ball. Obviously, things kind of went south with Breida, and I don't really agree with what the Bills did with him. They kind of blackballed him off. The, they didn't blackball him off the team. They blackballed him out of the lineup after that fumble against the Pats. And I think he deserves another shot. He's going to get another shot somewhere. So... No, I shouldn't be sucking off Matt Breida. But I think a third back would be essential. I mean, running backs, like, these guys get hurt. I mean, Singletary has – I don't think Singletary's ever been hurt. I don't think he's missed a game for the Bills his whole career, which is pretty impressive. Like, I don't think Moss – I don't ever remember. I know Moss got uh, inactivated a couple times, but I think that was just because the Bills decided to scratch him. I don't think it had anything to do with an injury. So I think a third back's a good idea – See what the Bills can do. See what they can pull out. You know, my favorite would be Sony Michelle personally. It'd just be fun to have an expatriate on the team since the Patriots always seem to take our fucking players. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got for the running backs. Uh, and then one wide receiver. You know, I kind of just looked at shortly with Sammy Watkins. I don't really think the Bills are going to be in a huge market for a receiver next year. I think they'll be in the market for a fourth guy. I don't know if Sammy Watkins will want to accept that role. You know, it might be a bit of an ego hit. He was fourth overall. He was a fourth overall pick, and he goes to the fourth receiver. But I think the Bills' top three receivers are set in stone for next year with Diggs, Beasley, and Davis. Obviously, I think that's the way things are going to go next year. So one of the last things I want to touch on is kind of the Bills' schedule for next year. I think it's going to be. It's going to be a tough schedule looking at it. Like, I don't see a lot of easy games on here. I don't see a lot of nights off for the Bills. You know, we'll look first at home. Uh, their home matchups, the Packers. At all of the Packers, I mean, who knows what's going to happen without Aaron Rodgers. I can see this game being a primetime game. If, if he's back, this will definitely end up in a primetime game. So, that could be a big matchup with the Vikings. I don't think the Vikings are going to be an easy game. The Vikings... It obviously it depends who their quarterback is. Um, they don't really know. Kirk Cousins probably will not be back in Minnesota next year. So not too sure right now. 
but that's going to be not going to be an easy game for them. Um, of course, next is the Steelers. The Steelers, you know, the Bills should beat the Steelers. I will say that like they should beat the Vikings as well. They're a better team than the Vikings. But the big thing for the Steelers is who's their quarterback next year. And it's kind of funny that the Vikings and Steelers are beside each other because Kirk Cousins will be playing in Pittsburgh next year. Who knows? The Bills should they should beat the Steelers. Obviously, the Steelers beat them this year when no one really expected them to in week one. So I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, when I was looking at it, I think this is the fourth year in a row the Bills and the Steelers will play just um, out of schedule alignment. Um, the first time was due to... Um, just schedule alignment. The bill. I was the teams. I was the. That was the division in their conference they were playing against. You know, like if you don't understand the NFL schedule, just look it up and you'll know exactly what I mean. I don't really feel like explaining the whole thing on here. Um, following year they met because they were both uh, the two seeds in their divisions, so they played again. Then the following year, they were first place in their division, so they met again. And then their divisions play each other this year again. So it's four years in a row against the Steelers. Um, Browns at home. I mean, this also comes down to Baker Mayfield. Can Baker Mayfield become the quarterback he was picked ahead of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson? Can he become that guy ever? I think Baker can bounce back. I don't know why the fuck he played through the shoulder injury his whole year. But, like, just looking at the schedule, like, this is not – there's no easy games on here through this point. And it doesn't get much easier. Tennessee, like, Tennessee – Bill's played in Nashville the past two years. I don't know the year before. But these were not easy games. You know, Tennessee's going to be a good outing. They beat the Bills this year in Nashville. Of course, there's a lot of uncertainty. I think, like, Ryan Tannehill will be the quarterback in Tennessee next year. Like, I don't know where they're going to find anyone better than Ryan Tannehill. That's the thing. I know he kind of – he kind of cost them that – you know, they're they're honestly that in my opinion, that was Tennessee's only chance to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe they'll pull something out of their ass next year. Maybe. But, you know, if, they're not gonna find anything better than Tannehill on the they're not gonna find anything better ta- than Tannehill on the market unless somehow Aaron Rodgers goes to Nashville. Um the Jets, I mean the Bills should beat the fucking Jets for this to the Jets at home. I'd be extremely embarrassed. The Patriots, not gonna be an easy game. I don't think the Patriots are gonna come out uh you know light after what happened in the wild card game i'm sure they're gonna want some form of maybe not revenge but a little bit of payback and then the dolphins you know i i I don't know what's gonna happen to the dolphins this year i don't know if they're gonna take a step forward without brian flores or if they're gonna take a step back if you ask me personally i think they're gonna go backwards this year without him i know there's a lot of uncertainty about tua you know is he the guy for the dolphins i think tua is i think you know, you look at the AFC East, like, you got potentially four good quarterbacks playing in that division if Zach Wilson ever pans out. And Zach Wilson, yeah, like, he looked pretty good when the Bills played, um, when he played the Bills there in Week 18. I don't know, he didn't play in their week, uh, like, the midseason matchup. That was that Mike White guy who had the sick game and then threw, like, four picks against the Bills a week later. But, um, you know, it's not going to be an easy division. I mean, Zach Wilson... I, if he becomes a bust, I think it's going to be the Jets' fault. Like, he, There's only so many quarterbacks that can go through the Jets that I can be like, wow, this is these players' fault. Like Sam Darnold was the most polished of all those quarterbacks. I know he had the t- – actually, no, probably Josh Rosen, but 
Darnold was kind of had a bit of a higher ceiling than a Rosen, and I, Rosen's another story. <laughs> Coincidentally, went through the Dolphins, but I think the Jets like they're just a fucking dumpster fire and need to learn how to develop a quarterback. Oh, and any for whatever reason, some fucking Jets fans listen to this. Yeah, I get it. The Bills fucked up a lot of quarterbacks for a lot of years, so you don't have to remind me because they called said the Jets don't know how to develop a quarterback. So that's the home part of the Bills' schedule. The road part is fucking hard. Like looking at the schedule, like they got to go to Baltimore. That's not gonna be an easy game. Obviously, if Lamar's playing, the Bills. I think they've played Lamar. They've only played Lamar once, I'm pretty sure, and that was the playoff game. I don't think the Bills have ever, or I think they played him in the regular season. No, they lost to him in his MVP year. So they're one and one against Lamar. I think that game was in Buffalo, though, so they've never played Lamar at home. You know, I think the Bills could win that game. I don't know if they will, though. The Bengals market right now. I think if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, this will probably be the game that opens the season. I don't know if the Bengals and Chiefs uh, if the Bengals and Chiefs game is in Cincinnati because they'll play because they are both first place teams. I don't know if that game's in Cincinnati or Kansas City, so that might be the Thursday night or start of the year. But if that game's in Kansas City, like I I think you can almost book it that this will be the opening game of the season. Um, then they head to Chicago with the Bears, you know. They should beat the Bears. I think the Bears will be a bit better. I don't think they'll be great, though. Anyway, moving on from the Bears. Sorry, I got interrupted there. Um, they play in Detroit. Like, they should beat the fucking Detroit Lions. I think the Lions will be a better team than they were this year. But, like, Detroit's not going to be a fantastic team. The Rams, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know what the Rams are going to look like. I think they're in cap hell next year. So I really want to go to that game. Actually, that's the game I got marked on my. I got a few games marked on my calendar to go to. Um, the Green Bay game. My dad's a huge Packers fan. I think we'd love to go to that one together. Um, the Bears game. I have a buddy who's a big Bears fan as well. And then the Rams game. I really want to see that game play. I, I really want to see SoFi. Like I've heard so much about this fantastic stadium. I really want to see it. You know, it, the place looks incredible seeing it on TV. So I'd love to see that game. And then obviously they got the divisional opponents on the road. Jets should win that. Patriots going to be a tough game. Bills can win it though. Dolphins, same thing. Tough game. And then of course they play the Chiefs. Third year in is this th- it's third year in a row they're going to play in the I think it's like the is it going to be the fourth year in a row they play? I'm trying to think cuz in 2017 they played the Bills beat them at Arrowhead. Then in 2018, I don't think they played. And then 2019, I don't know. Maybe they haven't. I'm just fucked up. Anyway, this will be their third year in a row playing. Their second year in a row, they're going to play at Arrowhead. So, and they're going to play at Arrowhead next year. It's just the way the schedule aligns. Like, I already looked it up. The following season, 2023, they're going to play at Arrowhead. So, they're playing at Arrowhead a lot. Um... That's of course gonna be a tough game. That I I said like, if the Chiefs go on and win the Super Bowl, that's gonna be the Thursday night or start the year. So, I think the Bills have a good chance on playing in that game. Hell, they could even play the Rams on Thursday night to start the year. I I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL 
put some voodoo shit in and did that. It's not really voodoo. It's just I don't I don't know if they ever cross. I'm trying to think, I don't know if they ever cross conferences when it comes to that Thursday night or open the season. This year was the Cowboys and the was it Cowboys and Bucks, and then the year before. I don't even know who won the fucking Super Bowl the year before. Oh, the Chiefs. I don't remember who the Chiefs actually played to open that year. It might have been the Patriots. I don't know. Sure as hell it wasn't the Bills. So, you know, the Bills, it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be tough sledding next year. Like it's not gonna be an easy walk in the park. Like I think they learned that this year. You know, they saw you know they're thirteen and three, you know, um, I guess that's two seasons ago now. You know, your only losses to are Kansas City, Tennessee, and fuck. I don't remember who the other team was that they lost to. Oh, the Cardinals on the fucking Hale Murray. You know, I think they kind of came into this season thinking, you know, they were riding high, and then you know, they lost some teams that they definitely should not have lost to. Like, they should have beaten Tennessee. We all know they should have won that game. It was just a shitty execution on the final play. They should have beat fucking, like... They should have beat out Jacksonville. Like, that's fucking fairly obvious. They should have beat the Patriots both times they played. The Bucks game, like, they played like shit enough. They would have came out half decent in the first half. They would have won the game. But they didn't. And they ended up losing in overtime. And, yes, I know the fucking overtime rules. I know everyone loves to bitch about the overtime rules. I, you know, it doesn't cost teams games. And then, obviously, it got started off on the wrong foot. They lost to the Steelers at home in week one, and that kind of was like, holy fuck, we really just lose to the Steelers? Like, the Steelers are supposed to be good. We're supposed to lose to the Steelers, though. You know, Jags, and then we lost to New England and Tampa. And then, like, ugh, it's just some ugly losses. The loss to Indy was horrible. I was watching that game. I was in fucking Arizona at the time. I was heartbroken at uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings I was at. So it's going to be tough sledding for the Bills. I mean, the AFC is only going to get better. Justin Herbert, like the Ch- Chargers should be a way better team. And, yeah, like I'm obviously thrilled for next year. And, you know, that's pretty much all I got for this episode. Um, you know, if you tune in to listen to this thing, thanks a lot. You know, I really appreciate anyone who listens to this. You know, I know my opinions are a little haywire. Maybe drop a little too many uh, F-bombs, people's likings. But it's my podcast. So I don't really give a shit. But um, if you guys like, follow me. I have a blog called Bills Up North as well that I post a lot on. So, so yeah, if you guys want, you can check out my website. It's called BillsUpNorth.com. I'll try and link it in the bio or in the description of this episode if you guys want to take a look. Uh, I got a few articles on there. Right now I'm currently writing a series where I go back and I look at every Bills Um draft class since the year 2000 i kind of look at each player look at how their career turned out in buffalo you know why things didn't work and if you really look at this if you really look at these articles you can kind of see why the bills were so bad for so many years because of how poor their drafting was like reading this I, i i knew the bills weren't very good at drafting before this but like they were terrible at drafting anyway i have a few articles on there a couple about a few players that i love just talking about their upbringings, all that good stuff. I'm uh, thinking about starting a YouTube channel too. You know, you know, I kind of, you know, obviously a lot of people don't read blogs anymore, so I'd like to put those into kind of YouTube videos. 
But, you know, finding pictures and information on a lot of these guys isn't really easy to get into YouTube videos. Um, and another series I want to call start is called The 17 That Led to 17, where it talks about the 17 starting quarterbacks that the Bills used from the time Jim Kelly left to the time Josh Allen started in Buffalo and why none of those quarterbacks ever ended up being the franchise guy that they were brought in potentially or drafted or, you know, some guys were never brought in to be the franchise guy. But anyway, I just an interesting series I want to do. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week.